the crazy, nasty, powerful, a melanate girl at the bottom of the world. It's the crazy, nasty, powerful, a melanate girl at the bottom of the world. What's up? You doing your uh your Nicki Minaj interpretation today? Why I gotta look like Nicki Minaj? Cause I got on pink. <laughs> Cause I know that's the only reason why. Well, never mind. I, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you see it right. You see it right. A little bit. Say Usher put me in. Everybody don't do that. Crazy. Don't do that because Nikki been in the whole news. Like it's yeah. I, matter of fact, we can talk about Nikki real quick. She has been <laughs> in the news. <laughs> What's up, y'all? My name is La Doodlebug, and the name of this show is called The World Sucks Comedy. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Victory, or nothing. The show is sponsored by La Doodlebug Media. Goalie new freaking Trishan over here. Okay. Goalie on my sandwich. And a very beautiful, pretty, super full moon. Hey, wasn't that a dance? A sun and sun? A pour it out? I don't know. I don't know what the hell you talking about right now. It was one of them little... Is that the chicken noodle soup, girl? Chicken noodle was... soup. What was her name? I forgot her name. Was it Let It Rain? Pour It Out? I don't mm-hmm. know. I remember the song. I don't remember the chick. I was trying to remember the girl. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wasn't that little mama? I know somebody got an article about what she look like now. Ain't that little mama? You know, damn little mama do chicken noodle soup. What's, that's not little mama. So no, little mama? little mama did. Um, little mama did uh, lip gloss. Oh. I think, or was that Tiana Taylor? I know Tiana Taylor no, did. Um, not, it wasn't Tiana Taylor did. Um, uh, Google me. But I don't know about yeah, it like it don't freaking matter. What's going on? What's going on? Um, yo, it's been a lot of stuff going on, man. But like I I've been kinda quiet. Lip gloss, little mama. Little mama did lip gloss. Wait. So who did the Damn. chicken noodle okay. who's the chicken noodle soup girl there? What you mean? The chicken noodle soup with the soda on the side girl. I mean, it's a ch- it's chicken noodle soup girl. I don't know if she had any other music or whatever. I don't know her name. Do y'all know her name? Do y'all know That's the chicken noodle soup? Yeah. Do y'all know the um the chicken noodle soup girl? Do y'all know her? Do y'all know her name? I I feel like somebody did an article on like where they are now or something like that. Oh, okay. But uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We've I don't know, man. Show. I don't know. I um. We've given I feel like I feel like you can't hear nothing. Can y'all hear us? Let let me know if y'all can hear us, because we got we got a viewer saying that Marlon, what's going on, Marlon? I haven't seen your name pop up in a in a smooth minute. Um, yeah, let me know if y'all can hear us. 
Let it rain, a poet. You will not have that song stuck in my freaking head. You will not. No, you won't. No, you won't. No. Not on Al Gore's internet, you won't. No, you won't. Oh, yeah, it is Al Gore's internet. Al Gore's internet, man. You know, um, I really, really didn't know what I wanted to start out talking about or whatever. Um, I don't know if you know that Red Grant, the comedian, is running for D.C. mayor. Yeah. Um, and I just think that that's pretty dope. Like, how you feel about it? Um, this has happened before on a local level a little bit. With um, so like I remember the basketball player Kevin Johnson used to play for the Phoenix Suns. He's like a politician. Um, so there's always Jesse Ventura, the wrestler. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. But apparently he's a decent politician or whatever, or he was. I don't know. But I, so I don't want to say that it's this, but this was literally what I was thinking about, like, after Trump. This is the Trump effect. Because, like, you shouldn't be able to jump into politics with no experience. You shouldn't be able to jump in a high-ranking position with no experience. Like, you could be a, a city council member. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can work your way up to be the mayor of Washington, D.C., particularly when he's from here and you know the legacy of the mayor. We've had some bad ones. I don't like the current one. Um, that's why I was, that's really why I was asking you because I, I, I know there's like a whole the lot of, one, yeah. But I lived through Murray and Barry, and, you know, the, the world wants to make fun of him for the crack and the bitch set me up. But, this city loved him. He legitimately cared about the people. He legitimately cared about the poor, the poor people too. He he got us out. There's a lot of people that have life. successful jobs because he literally know. we he was the mayor for life. Right. Like even the song Mumbo Saws, Welcome to uh, DC, they say uh even the mayor had a running with crack, but we all kept it real and we voted him back because all right, you had that issue. But the work you were doing was phenomenal. So we in D.C. take that position seriously. Seriously. And so I, for him to have no experience, uh, but, you know. Whatever. I mean, he, all right. So what he's basically saying, he's like, our mission is rooted in love, care, and respect, real public safety, criminal justice reform, mental health programs that protect and serve the community, love the mental health piece of it, Um, youth, senior, um, youth and seniors programs, displaced citizens, homeless veteran center programs, affordable housing, um, small businesses that were once the pillars of our community and a direct pipeline to our middle class, which I absolutely love that part because I appreciate the fact that the small business piece is something that he threw in there in terms of, because in a lot of ways, I feel like this gentrification situation with DC, like I've been really trying to like kind of keep my eye, especially on the areas that are near the, the MGM because Rivertown and like those areas, I know it's Maryland, but I mean, shit, the Harbor is considered Oxon Hill. So, so what I'm saying is, is like, I'm just paying attention to a lot of those areas because I feel like like on Brinkley Road and all that other type of stuff, I feel like they are the most vulnerable to be displaced if it hasn't already happened. Oh, it's That's about not... to start happening now. 
Yeah, see, that's the part where I'm just wondering, like, cause... I, forget, I forget what it is, but there's a government agency about to move over here. Mm-hmm. So, I live in Oxford Hill, so... Uh, oh. There's I thought that, you was uh, in Virginia, dog. You just be... You know what? I'm lying. I'm sorry. I forgot. I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I owe you one. I'm sorry. I apologize. Over I remember a you telling year. me that. But yeah, I ain't, they, um, I ain't work for them. There's a government agency moving over here, so yeah, it's already started. That Rivertown's gonna get, and that's well, the part that I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, are they really considering like like affordable housing programs in the mix with all of this gentrification no. traffic? That's what I'm no. saying. It's no. like I've heard that there was affordable housing over there um, at uh, the Navy Yard, so. Mm. Yeah, I heard that there were programs for affordable housing over at the Navy Yard and stuff like that. And not necessarily like, you know, I'm sure that there's certain buildings or whatever that, you know, um, go. Yeah, that's that's literally what I was. This was like back in like 2018 when I was like getting, you know, I was getting stuff in my ear about what was happening over there at the Navy Yard or whatever. But I do. I feel like. It's always kind of like, I guess the, the, the feeling that I had when I seen it was just me trying to take Red Grant serious. <laughs> like, it's like I've seen Red Grant serious and I'm not, I'm not saying this like I wouldn't take him seriously. Oh, I love Red Grant. So don't, don't hear that and think that I'm not, cause I definitely, Same. I'm here for this. I'm person. Personally, for me, I'm here for this, for, for what he's doing, because I believe that he genuinely cares. And you need that. Like, more than somebody that understands their position, you need somebody that cares about the people. And I believe that he absolutely cares about the people. And, but but the part of where I needed a minute was the comedy piece, because I remember him doing this comedy bit where he talked about, like, getting some head so good his butt cheeks was starting to swell or some shit that he said about his ass cheeks and I'm just thinking to myself like but but dog we that's light skin shit and then I mean of course he got the signature laugh and stuff like that cause he always say he ugly with cute features or whatever but I feel like I'm just cause even I tell you a perfect example well I don't know if it's a perfect example but when I first seen Jim Carrey play a serious role I cried at the end of the movie. Was it the Truman Show? About to say, what was the serious role? Show. It was basically like the end of the. Sh- I don't think it was the Truman Show. It was the other joint. It was basically him playing um, Andy Kaufman, I believe. I believe that was the name of the guy, and he ended up dying of cancer. And then they showed Jim Carrey like bald in a coffin or whatever, and he had passed or whatever. I don't know, but that joint messed me up, and I was like not ready to watch him play a serious role. So I don't know if y'all like me where it's like you have a hard time watching comedy people switch up like that. But that was the only thing I needed more of a minute about when it came to just when I found out about it. But I'm here for this because what, like uh, I, said, I think you need somebody that's at the heart of the community that's really trying to tackle some of the actual issues of the people. And I think he has the ear of certain people. I think he's listening. So I, I don't know. Huh? I said we hope so. I mean, that's just what I think. Um, I think that I, de- I definitely think he cares. Yeah, so, I don't want to just completely dismiss it. I don't want to say that he don't care or nothing, but yeah, it's just something about 
going from celebrity, even if you're D-list. And see, that's okay, okay. And I, I'm glad you used the word celebrity. That 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 buzzword right there. Let me explain something to you, Lucy. Okay, I feel like people really, really start look like all right. I believe that there's levels to all of this, especially now with the internet being, you know, a very, very consumed source of media or whatever. So the internet has changed the game in so many different ways when it comes to there being different levels of celebrity notoriety, people knowing you having a following, whatever. But the part that gets me is where it seems like when people get popular, it's almost like people stop paying attention to the art as much. They they're not considered a person anymore. They everything like and then I always think about how black people are, how our people are when it comes. About, and I agree, Slim, I, I think comedians do get typecast. I think that's a very, very good point. I, but I also feel like we kind of push these people to this to this place, this 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 island where it's like. They are people. They are right. They put their pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. It's like, and I think with the exception of maybe like your Ariana Grande's and people who are like a superstardom and different things like that. I think you really have regular people that have been blessed enough to impact whatever their demographic or group of people that care is. And I don't think they should be treated differently because of that. It just seems like as soon as somebody starts to actually make it, they start to get hated by everybody and they start to get resented. Like, I'm just saying, like, just what you said about the celebrity thing just made me think about that because I'm just like, well, why? Why? Because why does that matter if he actually because in my opinion, he might have more of an insight from both sides of the equation. He's might he might like I just feel like certain people might have more perspectives that would make them valuable. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't oh, yeah. I just I just, and I also I just feel like when it comes to the notoriety tip, like there's a part of me that's like, yo, I don't really think I want to get that damn popular. Like it's yo, like, cause the I don't more, even be famous. cause the right. It's like the more you, the more people know you and stuff like that, the more they pick you apart and you, you no longer are a person. You're just somebody to ridicule and, and to pick apart. Or to, be, to copy, or I'm to, you to know. rich and not huh? be famous. I'm trying to be rich and not be famous. There's a lot of people like that, but there's a lot yeah. of, there's also a lot of people who resent, like, and, and I'm starting to see this way more. It's like regular people, regular everyday people really, really hate people with notoriety. Like, they really hate celebrities, like, and they don't, and, and it's, it's like, how are you supposed to have somebody that actually leads if, um, if, if you, if you are so quick to scrutinize them and for the person that is going to know what I'm talking about, I play no games. So I don't, I don't play I any games. Trying to play I don't no do that. Games, yeah. Just so you know, I don't play. Already know my name. You should get to know me better. You might. All right. Anyway, so. You funny. You want to talk about verses? I mean. There's a lot of different things that happened. 
there's a lot of different things that happen. It's, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff, and see, I don't really want to tap on everything because I feel like people ain't ready for that conversation. People are never ready for conversations, what's right? What's the conversation? What, what? The fact that the fact that Fat Joe was out of pocket, he definitely apologized, and I, I'm not one of the black women that out, think like it doesn't matter what you apologize for. Like I'm not that person. He was out of pocket for what? You don't know what happened. I, I mean, I don't know what he's apologizing for. So basically, during verses, they were talking powerful trash to one another, uh, J- Joe and, and Ja. And he was pretty much talking about the, the like, I don't know if he called them crackheads or, or just saying that they look crusty as hell or something like that. He was oh, pretty much coming for the joint. The dusty bitches. I'm sorry. That's what he said. And Mo, Lil Mo, took offense to it. Queen. I'm not sure if Vita made a statement about Queen anything, but Dusty. Mo was very Mo was very upset about it, and she Queen was very dusty. Bit no, I'm joking. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So Joe was like, "Yo, we was caught up in a moment. I apologize. You know, I love you." I mean, he responded the way he should have responded, in my opinion. I think he humbled himself, and he was just like, "You know, I did not mean anything by the trash talk that occurred or whatever." So I definitely think that um, he meant well. But one of the things that, one of the conversations that came up about that was Joe being comfortable, like, as a... Because he, he's Spanish. Yeah. And he, no, this comes up with him, like, every three, four years. I swear it does. And, this always and, comes And that's up. the thing. It's like, the problem that I have is that we're not cohesive enough to just have one uniform. This is what it should be. The LBGTQ movement has been around this long when it comes to actually getting the level of like notoriety and attention. And it's on a ground, like there's like a video right now of like people, I'm sorry. Yeah. There's a, there's an Asian lady tearing down like, these like pansexual, trisexual, whatever sexual, like somebody tonguing each other down pictures on the Metro because she was just tired of all the sexuality stuff being talked about in the first, that's what I got from the video. But at the same time, their movement is is so powerful <laughs> because these Bamas stick together with one, like there is literally a uniform Message, and I don't know if it's from that '70s gay manifesto. I don't know if they called it gay manifesto, but I know it was like a document back in the 1970s about them basically their rights, their the 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 plan that they had to move forward with certain things and stuff like that. But I definitely feel like if we had a crumb of the uniformity and us being somewhat on the same page of respect. So here's here's what it is. Here's what happens. It's it's none of that. It's we. Well, let me backtrack. Let me backtrack. The reason why they get things done. I mean, they are on one on one page. There is there is uniformity on that side. But part of that is because they're still in the infancy of their fight. And what I mean by that is, I mean, there's always been a like, you know, we've known of gay people for some years now and, you know, they want their their rights or whatever. But 
for the longest of times, they live, that's where the phrase, I'm in the closet comes from. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't out and as open. So they're still in the infancy of being in there out and open and proud and all of this stuff. So it's easy for them to be on one page because we all want the same thing. We all want equality. We want to be able to be proud. We don't want to be ridiculed for our decisions. We had that uniformity back in the day in the infancy of segregation. And that's why we were able to have bus boycotts and all that stuff. We were on the same page because we all wanted the same thing. Now it's different. We've had, we have black excellence. We have black millionaires and billionaires and all that stuff. So it's like now because we've been at it so long, there are different pockets of agendas now. They're going to get there as well. Everyone just likes to say, oh, they get what they want or whatever. No, it's they're all on one page right now. But the second when they get the basics, then the then agenda start coming into play. No, we want this. No, we want this. Or whatever. That's so, the thing. There's so many different flavors of gay people. Like they literally have a whole acronym that represents them. But the thing that I'm, and I'm not saying that what you're saying isn't valid. I guess I just feel like there are white men that are in the LBGTQ movement. So as long as there are white people in the movement, I think they already have a leg up when it comes to actually not, But not just white hurt. people. It's, they are literally represented by everybody. There's gay Asians, there's gay whites, there's gay blacks, there's gay Spanish or whatever. So it's easy to be on one page because, so the black struggle, that's what it is. It's black people's struggle. So Asians don't have to worry about black people's struggle. White people don't have to worry about black people's struggle. Spanish don't have to worry about so black people's struggle. feel like struggle. the dynamic in and of itself sets the Yeah, it's not that we right. have gay, we have lesbian, we have transgender, we have, no, it's every race has gay people. So it's like it's easy to be on one accord because legitimately everybody can be represented. So there is a difference. Don't judge me. But that's why I said when um when when once the 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 base equality comes into play and then it becomes about agendas, then you're going to see rifts in, in their their fight 20 years from now too just like like I said in the beginning, we were on the same page. We didn't want segregation. There shouldn't have been colors bathrooms and color water fountains and all that stuff. So we all we knew we wanted this, not segregation. But now, like I said, there's black there's black poor people, there's black millionaires, there's black billionaires, there's black entrepreneurs, there's black, like we have jobs that we couldn't be. It used to be we were just But we also workers. have hate. Yeah. Like, we are literally, like, I feel like, and, and that's the part that, that irritates me, because honestly, it's like, I was having a conversation with my best friend earlier, and I was talking to her about how I, you know, because you know how I'm focused on, like, black issues and black problems and stuff like that, but just to see this whole vax, non-vax whole debacle with everybody just, you know, like, it, it seems to be like the agenda is to seriously turn everybody with every difference against one another to make us easier to control. I have never in my life just 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 to be able to look at media or you know any of this stuff as a whole and to see so many different groups of people not respecting each other's differences. Like literally on every accord 
everything, like whether it be the vax, non-vax, whether it be conversations about relationships, like we literally have so many people that are divided and not even just divided, like, like anti one another because they're a difference of opinion or whatever. And it's like, this shit is getting out of hand to it. Like, it's like, we are just ashy in this country. Like, and of course we've been ashy, but the level that we seem to be on now, in my opinion, is starting to head towards like, I can't, I I can see like just the control that might be getting set up because people don't respectfully disagree. Like there's no, like you, we're at a point now where you can't even really speak your mind. Even when you're trying to be politically correct. Speak your mind and the rest will follow. Like before I get on this whole conversation, this whole thing that you tagged me on when it came to uh, Ryan Davis talking about Kevin Samuels, because I'm definitely like, I ain't forget. I ain't forget what you tagged me on. (laughs) <laughs> but the Nicki Minaj thing, what are, you, what are your thoughts about that? The Nicki Minaj conversation about the, the, the statements that she made on Twitter about the vaccination and Ballgate. That's what she called it. The, um, the, dude, the dude's ball swelling up. And <laughs> I'm sorry. She said my man balls exploded. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't say they exploded. She might as well though. She might as well just added that for decoration. I'm just saying. No, yep. tell me, tell me what you think. What you think? She, she, she. This is the one time I, I kind of I agreed with Nicki Minaj, and it's not so much agreeing with the things she said, but I agree with the premise of what she was saying. They weren't hearing. You know when they say, "Are you here? Do you hear me? Or are you listening?" They wasn't listening to what she was saying. What she was saying were, "There are people, and I'm sure she meant herself as well, but there are people who have reservations about getting vaccination. Just make sure you aren't being bullied into doing something that you don't want to do." That's literally what all she was saying. But because the world is pushing vaccinations and whatnot now is just like and we've seen celebrities do it yo chris rock was not not pushing vaccinations but he was pushing yo quarantine and stay to yourself and don't yada 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 and then here he comes what yesterday yo this covid thing is real i got it y'all get vaccinated like nigga, that's not what you was on at first. You know what I'm saying? So it's Joe like, Joy Reed wasn't even on it at first. Like yeah. when when Trump was in office, Joy Reed, one of the biggest, loudest microphones. The microphone. president wasn't. Don't get me started. But yeah. So Yo. what she was saying was do your research, whatever you decide, make sure it's what you want. And don't and that's both sides. Don't be one of the black people that just like, yeah, they've been fucking black people over for years, you know, doing testings on us. And don't be the black person and don't be bullied into getting vaccination and you don't want to. That was what she was saying. She was just saying, do your research. I, and I make saw sure exactly what was happening. Like I, yeah. I saw and 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 honestly, 
Nikki in real time. The saddest part about the whole situation with Nicki Minaj is that Nikki has tainted her relationships with so many people. With so many people because in my opinion, poor character. Because yeah. she de- like even because e- I think Jason Weaver was even saying something about how she's allegedly like supposed to be like pro girl power and all that other type of stuff when she's never worked with anybody that she ever felt remotely threatened by. And which but is- but before you continue, it's literally the whole. It's it's the we we're looking at the messenger. You know what I'm saying? Even though, even if they're saying the same thing, we're looking at the messenger. And because we don't like the messenger, you know what I'm saying? We disregard. I said that about Beyonce to somebody before because they were like bringing up so many moot points about her and everything was just going back to, you don't like Beyonce. You resent Beyonce. There's something you don't like about Beyonce. So this truthful comment she made is falling on deaf ears because you're focused on the messenger. We're always focused on the messenger. And Always I mean, keep, focused keep, on the messenger. Keep, keep it a bean. Uh, excuse my language, but Nicki Minaj has been a bitch. It's it's been it's been known she's been a bitch to people. And so, even if she's saying something right, I don't want to hear that from you because blah 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 blah. So yeah, he's absolutely right. She if- she she has not worked with anyone. She's literally tried to like sabotage people. Like it's it's documented. People have said it. Like so, we get it. But this is what happens. It's like your yeah. reputation co- always comes back to who you are. Always comes back, and it doesn't matter even if you're saying something right. And that's what's wrong with this world today. Even the I, I take it back to Ice Cube when Ice Cube was going through the whole contract for Black America thing and people were turning on him. And I remember he did the All the Smoke podcast and they was like, yo, how did that make you feel? And his the very first thing he said was, they was like, yo, you missed the fucking WA. I mean, missed the fuck the police. Like, you've literally been speaking to Black people problem for years. How did that make you feel when the world turned to you? And the very first thing he said was, it's a shame you know when you're your past means nothing. Right. Like your background means nothing. Right. And what right. he was saying was, I could have done all, because he literally was saying, even going through all that contract Black America stuff, I'm rich. It's, it's the joke, it's the joke Chris Rock had in his stand-up years ago. He was just like, uh, white people wouldn't want to be, wouldn't switch black uh, roles with black people for one day. He said, y'all wouldn't switch roles with me and I'm rich. Ice Cube was like, yo, I'm rich, so this stuff don't affect me. I'm going to be okay. But I want to help my people. And he has a history of speaking out for black people and all that stuff. And like he said, it's a shame that in cancel culture or whatever, you can start these wheels and the people can turn on you. Like, I'm actually still shocked that he still wants to do anything for people. But again, who you... Because at the end of the day, because at yeah. the end of the day, it really just falls back on the, the the actual mission and and all of that. Like I absolutely feel like when people are focused on the right shit, that's how you can do it. That's how you can keep going. And 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 honestly, 
when people talk about staying grounded and stuff like that, you always hear people give that advice, like stay grounded and stuff. That's literally the type of stuff that is, is, is like the test of you being grounded when yeah. people are like ignorant. Cause you gotta understand something. People don't read a goddamn thing. Not at all. They couple everybody. And that's how dangerous these labels are. They couple R Kelly with Bill Cosby with Michael Jackson. All three people have different things that were happening in their situations. And more than that, they have the truth that actually exists that if a person actually cared enough to look into it, you would see the real, the the true story. But because people don't want to read, because people don't want to look for themselves and actually like use their brain cells, because we literally are set up in a time where everything is done for you. How many of us remember phone numbers? I, I still remember phone numbers from childhood when I used to call my cousin all the time. I remember my old phone number from, from uh, when I was living in Alexandria. I remember two numbers. We are literally set up for things to be automated for us so we don't have to think, so we don't have to use our minds and put two and two together. And that makes so many people money. Yeah. That literally keeps so many people in control. And the fact that in our community, we can't afford to have these figures. And, and R. Kelly, I'm not talking about him because his, in my opinion, his music represented what he did. That's just point blank period. That's how Yikes. I feel. But when it comes to the other two, I feel like there is a actual, there's actual factual information that you can look at to determine where you stand on that. And these two people, Cosby and Jackson, literally gave so much of themselves, their art, their charity, their, their, they, they set up foundations and campaigns to literally help people out here. And I'm not saying that R. Kelly ain't set nothing up. All I'm saying is that literally, literally, what you just said, Somebody can just wipe out all of the work, all the humanitarianism, all these efforts that you made because they could group you in because people are not going to look to see after all that work. They're going to they're not going to care about looking to actually see if any of this has uh, validity to it. And Cosby was a victim of that on both sides. Yeah. Think about this. Think about this the one side that was reluctant to condemn him was like, yo, but he did this, he does this, he's charitable. He's been doing this for years, yada, 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 yada. He's he's he, not, he was, see, he's he was, not innocent in the sense of like, yeah, like yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of the Bamas had stuff that he, was, women couldn't even vote in the 70s. It's he, a totally different time back then. But he literally, but he didn't rape. Rape his, is not the same thing yeah. as actually own having something in your possession. His reputation, but his reputation worked against him on both worked for and against him. So it's like the people who were weren't there was a divide about, yeah, yo, these bitches is lying and blase blase, because they didn't want to believe it because of all the good that he has done. But, but then see, that's you the thing. Also, people could easily hide behind those things, but that's the thing. Factual, logical information is out there, especially the call records of one of his accusers that was constantly in communication with him after said night 
that sh- she went to his hotel room late. Yeah. And and I'm I'm far from a a a a, a person that would excuse that type of behavior as a person that's experienced sexual harassment, as a person who's been sexually assaulted, as a person who's been in those shoes and felt helpless or ashamed or whatever. Like I would never like there are so many women who are apologetic to those type of men. That's not that's not the case here. There are actual facts. And that's the thing. Because we're so easily putting things under labels, liberal, conservative. Yo, there are liberals who have conservative views. How are you supposed to just identify a person and what they stand for under two little groups? That doesn't make any sense. But that's the thing. That's literally set up for the people to easily pick one. Not at all. You're on this side. I'm on this side, guys. And I used to think Ross Perot was crazy as hell. And he used to talk like 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 this, and he had that no nasal thing that I, you gonna you gonna put some respect on my um on, on my um. That was that was terrible. Speaking my of, name is Rose Perot. Speaking uh-huh. of putting respect, you ain't you ain't let me finish though. I was trying to I was oh, trying man. to get out the country nasal. It was, it was a it's terrible. A, it was a terrible. But I hadn't even really given it a full college yeah, try. Was, you already shooting me down. I just feel like you could have gave me. Like at least um, about ten seconds to get my get my stuff off terrible. real quick. It was terrible. Whatever. I, I wanted fine. you. I wanted you to respect yourself. And since we're talking about, I do. Respect, I have a lot of respect for myself, sir. And and since we're talking about respect, we're going back to verses, and Ja Rule had to remind y'all that he was one of them dudes. <laughs> he was one of them dudes. Yo. First of all, I think people think, again, going back to reputations, 50 Cent and the Fire Fest have completely distorted majority's view about Ja Rule. People are, like, people are just, they jump ja, on whatever everybody else is thinking. Yeah, so ja if Rule, you feel like everybody's saying F Ja Rule, and yeah. that's what people going to jump on. And Dave Chappelle, because Dave Chappelle did this get uh don't nobody give a fuck about what Ja Rule thinks. I who the hell ja thinks who the hell gets yeah. a damn what Ja Rule yeah. thinks at the time? But, like, but that wasn't like F Ja Rule. That was F yeah. somebody who has nothing to do with really knowing yeah, yeah, yeah. the facts. No, but I'm saying those are the three things that essentially have quote unquote made people forget about Jeffrey Atkins. Because Jeffrey Atkins falls in a handful of people, strictly hip hop, I'm speaking strictly of hip hop, that have legitimate had a chokehold on the game for three, four, five plus years. There's Snoop in the early 90s. There was DMX at the end of the 90s. There, then there was Ja Rule. There's been Drake. Yeah, like, Ja Rule and, held down. Well, he, then, he held it down for like what? I would say ninety eight to two thousand and two. No, it was still it was still DMX joint. It was still DMX. But, but he again, was in there. He was yeah, with yeah. um Jay Z. He showed up on the Can I Get a Joint? And, and then that's he was one of the things he said. He literally said, "Yo, I was one of the three. I don't think y'all remember." And he he was one of the three. It was DMX, Jay, and it was Job. They was pitting them three against each other because they was them dudes. Yeah, and Ja Rule had to remind y'all, 
hey, I was I was one of the ones. And then he went Soldier Boy on her. I'm the original singing rapper. I'm the original Drake. And he I was like, dang, this nigga just kept coming him hit. Yo. Hit. He was hit. yo, cause he was cranking them out back then. That's the part that yeah. it's like people really, really be developing amnesia. Like Bama's wasn't like like really like rocking to his music. Like he was doing it. And fifty is a troll. He 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 he's like the biggest troll in hip hop. He's the biggest <laughs> troll in hip hop. So it's like it, it makes sense that he that he did with it, especially with the fire festival details and stuff like that. It's like the fire festival was roastable. It was, because he didn't do his homework. He should have yeah. did his damn homework and he didn't. <laughs> but y'all but y'all reminded y'all, I'm that dude. And don't y'all forget. And I definitely, I, I think they had a healthy trash talk going on. I definitely think that it was, it was dope how Ja called uh, Joe out for doing what, uh, uh, soldier. No, he did. He was doing what, uh, kiss. Um, uh, what you gonna call it? What's his name? Um, Cameron. I'm sorry, Cameron. I love Cameron because he's crazy as hell. But he was pulling a Cameron on the situation or whatever, trying to basically roast him and use that as an actual, like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he was really just coming for him, basically saying, like, some of the, the textbook stuff that everybody would say about but him. But he and said... So Jock called him out for it. Jock yeah. called him out for it. What's up, Eddie? I have He's... that cookie video. I need to send it to you so you can see it. I just wanted... I just needed to... I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. No, he said it afterwards, though. He was like, I, I think he knew that he didn't have anything for Ja Rule. And, but like he said, he was like, nobody. He had really some could. shit. No, 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 no. But he, he, uh, there's a, a few people who could withstand all those hits. You know what I'm saying? And Fat Joe wasn't one of them. Um, and he knew that. I think Fat Joe knew that. But like he said, he was like, yo, people people have been ducking Ja Rule since we started Versus. And he was just like, I know what Versus does for people. Just like people it did been ducking DMX. Ja Rule. From a Versus standpoint, you yo, that is a catalog for catalog thing. Like, you have to really think you got a good 20 that could stand up against whoever you're going with. And Ja Rule is one of those people who had a chokehold. Like, yo, hits. We talking about J-Lo. Somebody said, I'm going to read this tweet. I'm going to read this tweet. Somebody said, 50 really dirtied up Ja Rule's name. How does somebody with so many hits get get so much backlash? Half of you was yelling this murder every summer for like five summers straight. Yeah, he had the game. He's one of the five rappers who have had a chokehold on hip-hop for three, four, five-plus years. It's only, and then, it's only a handful. And then I do think, like, I think it was dope how how he brought Vita back. Like, even though Vita Yo, was, like, this big when it came to the long scheme when, of Murder, Inc., when, like, that was dope. Because bringing somebody you ain't seen in a minute... Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm... Like, I know that, that Swiss... 
probably ain't gonna be able to get Jay on a versus unless Jay do something like on some extravagant I'm better than everybody level or whatever. I don't care. But I definitely feel like I definitely feel like if somebody grabs a male ass from Macy's and tell her to come to the versus to do her joint, yeah, I'm gonna lose my shit. Well, um, I because you know she be on the register. Sidebar. I honestly believe we've already seen the person who Jay should have gone against. Who? And um, honestly, Snoop. Snoop is who I would have paired Jay against. Only from the standpoint, everybody likes to say Jay is the 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 best rapper. He's number one on all the lists or whatever. But Snoop Dogg is the biggest brand in rap and hip hop history. I'm not saying he's the best rapper. I'm not saying any of that. But he is the biggest name in hip-hop history. And he has, what, 91, 20? He has 30 years. Everybody knows Snoop Dogg. He has the gangster joint. He has the girl joints. He has the features. Like, that's who Jay I feel like I feel like on a hip hop perspective, people are not going to get with it though. I think oh, people yeah. are snub. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's one thing to talk about the impact. It's another thing to go song to song, like song versus song or whatever. I just don't really feel like people would be with that. The same. In my way. opinion, Snoop has the greatest rap album of all time. That's just my opinion. I'm gonna always say that. Doggy Style got like eight classics on it. We're not talking about eight good songs. We're talking about eight classics. No, I'm with you. I believe it's the greatest rap album of all time. It, it's still debatable. I could be convinced, you know what I'm saying, if you give me, but we're talking about full, front to back. He got eight classics. He got, yeah, but so, yeah, so we've already seen that, but yeah, Ja Rule, and looking back, honestly, Ja Rule probably could have went against DMX. I mean, I can even look back and just say, like, or, or Nelly could have went against Ja Rule. Like, because Nelly had a, yo, Pimp Juice had a, <sighs> Pimp Juice had. Yo, uh, yeah, Nelly, yeah, Nelly yeah. Nelly was yeah. one of them. I could have saw that. I could have saw Nelly, that. Nelly's one of the handful of rappers yeah. who, who got a diamond album. Yeah. What, it's M, it's 50, it's Snoop, it's Outkast. Hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. Eminem, Snoop, Fifty, Outkast, Nelly. Yeah, no one else in hip hop has a diamond album. No, those five. Don't so, um, didn't Bone go diamond? Who? Bone Thugs and Harmony. No, they didn't go diamond for that one. The uh, um, that one after East Ninety Nine. No. No. Nah. Okay. That's 10 million albums sold for that one album. That's a lot. That it's only a, it's only five that did it. It's only five five hip hop acts because Usher also has a diamond album. So, okay. Speaking of verses, oh, because because you know we we cutting it to our time. What is your take on this Diddy versus Jermaine Dupree thing? Because I think people are being very disrespectful to Jermaine Dupree. Um, Including Diddy. Yeah. I definitely um, I definitely feel like 
I feel like Diddy's definitely gonna just be Diddy when it comes to the whole situation. I think it makes he's always good. gonna talk his shit. Guys. Yeah, he's and gonna talk him. his shit or whatever. Yeah. But I definitely feel like anybody that's that's that that because I mean, it's like first of all, I take it back to Crisscross. Like my man had a whole like run with them back in the early nineties. Then you got Escape. Then he brought you to Brad. Then he brought you like it's like. I feel like, and then the relationship that he developed with Mariah, like, I just feel like he's always been able to kick out, like, I feel like it, the verses would explode full of hits, but at the yes. same time, like, he's not to be slept on, regardless of whatever people, because you're going to have people when you go, like I said, when you go song by song, you're going to have people that feel a way about one song versus another song or looking at like, oh, I'm more of a fan of this person and stuff like that. But when it comes to impact, they both had an impact. And he's no, like, he he's up there with him. Look, long before... And Diddy really wasn't even doing it. Bef- like, he came after. Like, he might have still, like, he was in the mix. He was work, working them things. He was doing his thing with Andre Harrell and stuff like that, but he definitely wasn't there yet with his act yet. Like, he was still in, like, the nuts and bolts phases and stuff when J.D. was already kicking out his... He had crisscross under his belt in, like, 91, 92, and then Escape came right afterwards in 93. So I'm sitting here... Somewhere they, they... around the 93, 94, that's when, you know, him and Biggie was, you know, baby, baby, trying like... to get... Diddy said, "All I have to do is play Murray J and Big, like, and you and I got twenty with that." And I'm sitting here like, "It was like, what you gonna do? You gonna play Mariah? You gonna play Usher?" I'm sitting here like, "Yes." <laughs> if you talking about you going, if you talking about you going, all I have to do is play Big and Murray. And I can mop the floor with you and go on, and your comeback is what you gonna do, Mariah? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mariah Carey. What? Yes. What what everyone like to say what Jermaine Dupree gonna uh do when big when one more chance comes on or juicy comes on. I'm sitting there like and we no, like I don't even understand what, that. It's just gonna be a bomb ass competition. I'm like, what, it's gonna be a what, really what y'all dope competition. That's when, it. What y'all gonna play when Jermaine Dupree throws on that Mariah that dream level? When you hear ODB, come on, New York. I'm here for it. I just want him to do it. That's how I feel. I'm ready for him to do it. In terms of like, like them talking they shit or whatever, I went and and I wanted I, I wanted to switch gears. On, um, because I wanted to talk about two relationship things before we talk about the, um, the, the, the Kevin Samuels comment or the, the. So, that wasn't even nothing to talk about. Right? Whatever. Don't do Go that. Uh uh-uh. uh. We gonna talk. What we're not gonna do is you gonna tag me. I talk. I I I can think I of a handful tag- of times. No, I actually I get. We actually you. have a whole conversation. You're not gonna do that. Anyway, anyway. So it's two things, right? Now, I wanted to get your take on on this or whatever, because I feel like I don't know you in the sense of how you behave on a romantic level when you're really, really trying to, like, come for 
you know, like when you really put your bed in and all that other type of stuff. I don't want to say bed. That sounded terrible. Anyway, so there was an article that came out and it was basically saying how Tiffany Haddish wanted Common to propose with an apartment building. She said, I don't want a ring. I want units. And I felt a number of ways about it because I, I definitely, I, of course, you when women, it comes Joe. to... No, when it comes to like the sentiment of what she's saying, I absolutely agree because a ring on your finger is not going to make you money the way an apartment building would make you money, right? So first of all, that's if that's that's assuming Common will propose to her first and foremost. Hey, I tell you what, Common was bouncing around quite a bit before her. Is on the sniper list. (laughs) But what I'm saying to what you mean the sniper list? He done had joints. I know. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm sniper list. Oh, okay. 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 I'm <laughs> so like, you, what I'm, you not. <laughs> no, what I'm saying to you, no, but that's the thing. I'm taking what you said because I already like, have, you know, I'm already aware of the fact that he's dated a lot of different women in the industry on a public level. Right. So you don't even that don't ain't even considering anybody that didn't even make the press. But at right. the same time, at the same time, him and Tiffany been dating for a minute. Like, common a lot of the... Because him and Serena did not last very long. And all I'm saying is him and Badu, they didn't last very long. I'm just saying that she's been sticking around for a while. She's been sticking around longer than I... And, and I'm not even trying to, What's like... What's it been, like, a year? It's been longer than that. Because they did a little quarantine date last year during the pandemic. Right, like, but they had been together for, for a minute then. That was like one of their first dates. Uh-uh. They yes. were dating longer than that. Look, okay. this is, all right, that part doesn't yeah, matter to me. That doesn't matter. That Apartment. part doesn't matter to me because, yeah, they could split up. Anybody could split up for that matter. What I'm asking, my question that I had was, how do you feel about a romantic gesture being more of a financial one as opposed to like an actual romantic gesture because there are women who don't like roses and flowers and stuff like that. There are women who would much rather have something that's not going to die in a week that, you know, that they can actually use maybe something more practical or something like that. So how do you feel about her comment? Here's how I feel about it. You women make me sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> why? This, why you gotta it, start with that? <laughs> because, because it continues to evolve into something that isn't about love. It's always has to be a gesture, some type of financial gesture, and it's always one sided. So we just gone from. Diamonds. Well, it's gotta diamond. be one sided. I know. I know. Because think I know about relationships this. where men no, 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 get spoiled no, no. financially or men get spoiled. Let's, let's let's go back. Just I think would about spoil it. my man. Just for sure you. When would. I get one, why hey, I can't gonna, be? What? Wh- why do you think that I wouldn't spoil my man? I'm going to. I'm that. That's 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 no discussion no. for another day. We'll come back to think, that. Think about this. You get a diamond ring. You get the grandiose wedding that you want where everybody looks at you, yada, yada, yada. It's your day. We say it's your day, everything. What does the man get? So it just it's just another level of do it for me. 
nothing is reciprocated to she the man. Would, but, but what if she would do the same thing? I know women who have invested in, in their men. Of course she do. No, I'm why are you why why are you so cynical about this? <laughs> like no, a woman can't like a woman can't like have some kind of not, like romantic we're saying, gesture we're wanting to woman, support. We're not saying a woman can't, but we are saying for the most part women don't. There's a difference. Women don't. Okay. So Okay, because you you're making like two points. On one hand, you're saying that you're talking about like it's one sided, and then on the other hand, you're also saying that it's it's about the money. It's always about the money. So, what is your stance on that type? Because I get how you feel about it on a personal level when it comes to like the men, the the man versus the woman situation. Not but even. What about the actual gesture itself? Here's here's what I will here's what I'll say about the actual gesture. If it is a gesture that I thought of and I have the means for and things of that nature, then yes, it's great. It's coming from the heart. But when you tell me this is how it has to be, that's when you lose me. Don't tell me how to show my love and appreciation for you or don't tell me how I should show that I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Like, okay, if you want to marry me, fuck a diamond ring, I want to build it. I can get, I, I, I agree with you. Don't I think, I think, I think that's, I think that's something to, that I, yeah, how to I show my effect. Me personally, I wouldn't want to have to do that anyway. I wouldn't yeah, do that. Let me determine or let me say, or even if we've been having discussions and you just like, yo, I really want, I, I, I really want to buy an apartment unit because I want to put underprivileged people in whatever blah blah blah, and I will pay attention to that, then I'd be like, oh okay, then it's something I could do. But don't tell me this is how you do it. Now I don't want to do it. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Because now, because now it's not my gesture of showing you love now is this is what you telling me to do right no, no I, I get that I get that but I also feel like I don't like because you know context is important so I don't know if she was saying it in that way like she because I don't know if she was asked the question where it was like so you know um I don't know I'm just saying like what did she say again it, what, what um, was the quote hold on let me go back to my nerves. It I says, it Tiffany positive. Haddish wants common to propose with an apartment building. I don't want a ring. I want units. Tiffany yeah, no. Haddish. Don't tell, me, don't tell me Engagement. how to propose. I'm not crazy. I'm smart. Tiffany Haddish reveals she doesn't want an engagement ring from common. Seems to be doing well in their relationship. She discussed her relationship with Common and had an interesting idea of what she would like to receive from him in the event that he proposes. So she said what she would like is to not get an engagement ring, but an apartment building. We don't live in the same house. I would love for him to always be my friend. If he decides to marry me, cool. I don't want a ring. I want an apartment building. And 
she says she's standing firm on what she wants. I'm not crazy. I'm not. I'm smart because marriage is a union of two businesses. And the whole point of coming together is to grow yourselves, but also grow a family and make sure they have something to inherit. Continuing to break down her point about why it's smarter to get an apartment building. She said, so this ring, they can inherit the ring. But what's that? Two thousand, three thousand, maybe ten thousand. What is that? But if you get an apartment building that will increase in value, the children will always be able to go to school. We'll always have something. If we get sick, we'll have something to cash out and be able to take care of ourselves. They've been going strong for over a year. So I guess you're right about the whole like COVID, the first date situation. Um, it said people, uh, she said she wants a real man that got his own business going, his own career, not needing me for nothing, but companionship, an ear to listen to and a little bit of a good time. So I think, I think like, I'm sorry. Can we stop for a second? She did humble herself and said that she's learning to be in a relationship even more, growing within herself. No, that was common. No, no. Can we can we stop? Can we stop for a minute? Because I just heard something. Just based off of all of that she just said, Mm -hmm. what is the difference in what she was saying and what Nick Cannon said on that Breakfast Club interview when talking about marriage and everything else? Like it. He said, if you really understand the origin of marriage, it's a business transaction. And they was killing them for it. All right. What is well, the difference? What this is, is the, the difference? Thing. This is the thing. It's the messenger? I think, no, because this is, this is the other thing where we were talking about the labels. Two things can be true at the same time. We can also, we can, we can love on each other and appreciate what's really important in the relationship. While simultaneously investing in our union together and bringing both of our values together to build. And that's what I believe is uh, like when it comes to a financially um, responsible union, that's what it should be. Um, should it be one sided where somebody's mooching off the other person? Of course not. It shouldn't be like that unless a person feels like, okay, I want to take care of you. This person wants to be taken care of and everybody's happy. It's one thing if, if, if the person literally wants to do X, Y, and Z, what it looks like to everybody else isn't their freaking business. But I definitely feel like she has a point, but I also feel like when it comes to not wanting a ring, it's like, well, you can kind of do both. No, 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 no. We, I don't want to. I don't want to get confused. I'm saying, what was the difference in what she said about marriage? She was like, "We're okay. We have to understand that marriage wasn't just about like you know those things, but it's all about you take yours and I take yours, and we we build ours together." It's literally the same thing when Nick Cannon said, "When you understand the origins of ma- marriage, it was." a transactional thing they're not based off of love it was bringing my family wealth by joining our family so what is the difference in what she said and what nick cannon said i don't know if i like i have to like you gotta hear it again yeah i have to hear it so i can make sure i'm up on the context of what he said to be able to really compare it to what she said because i'm still stuck on the fact that my man wants to leave behind a bunch of kids and he thinks his money is supposed to be an adequate replacement for anyway i just that's that's what it is that's what it is people can't it's people can't get past the fact that he's having children with all these women and seemingly not wanting to build the family. But his reason for not wanting to build the family 
aspect of it from the marriage standpoint was literally the same thing that Tiffany said in that statement. It's about transactions and whatnot. It's not about love or whatever. If you look at, remember when we talked about, are you hearing or are you listening? If you listen to what she said, marriage is about growing. What is a $10,000 at best ring going to do for mine down the line? So she's literally thinking about the money. So when Nick Cannon says that, he gets killed for it. This is why I don't, and he has the money. Clearly he has the money because he can make all these children. But when he is saying because this is the origin and the aspect of money, I mean, of the uh, the origin of marriage, I don't believe in marriage. But she can believe in that very same principle on why I want to get married. I just think it's unfair. That's all. That's all. I just think. I just, I just wanted, I just wanted to point it out that. Yeah, and I, I, I think that uh, that divine purpose has a, a good point that Nick is in polyamorous relationships while Tiffany's talking about monogamy. So there is a difference in that that level of dynamic. And honestly, I don't, I don't really feel like Nick. I don't see how anybody could really be in love and. I just think that's a different type of love, in my opinion. I think now I do think that there are certain types of people that think that their damage is love or like really, really destructive things are love. And it's not. But I also think that for two people that are truly, truly into one another, truly, truly bonded and connected on that level. I don't I have a hard time just feeling like you could just throw anybody else into the mix with that. But I definitely don't knock the people that it works for. But you anyway, I, I do like I, I I'm having yeah. a like I, I hear what you're saying. I'm just we're gonna uh, listen. Hey, I'm going to send it to you again. We'll listen to it and we'll reconvene. But okay. they literally said the same thing. Okay. Uh, his 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 using that same thing though was for why he didn't want to get married. Whereas in she's using because hey, truth be told, Commons Commons probably richer than you. So you marrying Common is going to help you more than you helping him more. You, you see what I'm saying? So Yeah, I, just, I mean, I, I would heard. hope that they don't see it that way because yeah, that's no, kind of like, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's I, like, of I course, money is important, though. assets is important, and, and, and maintaining your value is important, but I also believe that when it comes to um, the um, what, what matters in a relationship, I definitely feel like that it should be way more about the bond itself. And... Yeah. All the other stuff is kind of like, all right, well, we need to add to each other's value. And, yeah, yeah, of course, we're not all. always going to agree on every aspect of that, but that should be y'all the look. main goal. Y'all, y'all I don't know, but like Marcus says, the messenger so his relationship status is blocking his message. Yeah, But they're saying the same thing. Yeah. That was the first time I heard what she said, and I was just like, Yo, she literally said the same thing. And it's 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 it, it goes back to that whole oh wait till Wednesday when I talk with these ladies on this virtual panel. But it literally goes to that, yo, I'm sorry, women are given the freedom to have preferences while men are ridiculed for preferences. I just think that's funny, but that's a discussion for another day. Cause I mean, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but I also feel like, especially for black women, we so disrespected out here and made a mockery out of 
that it kind of balances itself out if you feel like yo we like we really shouldn't be doing the who's more oppressed conversation or who's got it worse conversation because it's not not productive it's just not productive it's not and everybody's biased especially you (laughs) anyway (laughs) okay so the next the next one that i got sir (laughs) yes is all right, so this is this is more about a parenting one, but I really, really wanted to know what y'all thought about it, and I'm going to read it to you. It says, I don't think that I like my eight-year-old, okay? I don't, says, I, don't even, I don't even need to hear anything else. Of course I literally you. just had this conversation with somebody. I was like, have you ever, as a parent, talked to a non-parent? And like I said, truth be told, a lot of parents won't admit it, but if you ask them in confidence in a quiet place to their self, most of us would not have children if we had to do it over again. Not because we don't love them or anything, because they'll tell you that, oh, you're an asshole. How could you? It's not that you don't love them. It's being a parent is hard. It's expensive. It is so many things. Hold on, so- hold, hold on, because you get ready to go. You you about to go off real quick. I don't want people to lose. Like I want people to know what I was actually getting ready to say in oh, terms of the topic to itself or whatever. So I'm going to read the the situation read the real quick to y'all. Okay, so it starts by saying, "I don't think that I like my eight year old. I am a mother of two girls, ages five and eight. I love them both because they are my children, and love is easy. However," I don't feel a motherly bond with the older one. I would die for her if necessary or do anything for her. But I genuinely do not like that. I I genuinely, I do not think that I like her as a person. Her younger <laughs> sister, her younger sister and I feel like soulmates. I feel, I feel butterflies when I see my five-year-old. Everything about her makes me happy, even when she disappoints me. I always want to show her affection and cuddle with her. However, I do not share these same feelings about my eight-year-old. My eight-year-old annoys me. She acts depressed most of the time, mopes around. She's hypersensitive. She makes me feel like I have to walk on eggshells when speaking to her or correcting her. She's overly dramatic. Just a sad effing person. Jeez. I do not... I do not enjoy her company. I do not like having casual conversation with her. I have tried, but I think that ship for a mother-daughter bond has sailed with us, an eight-year-old. This kid. This kid I, is of course, to... hold on, hold on. I, of course, provide her basic needs, keep her fed, clean, help with homework, keep her well-groomed, buy her gifts. She has a nice room. She isn't mistreated. I just simply do not like her. I sometimes envision our future and realize when she is older, we likely will drift off as strangers. Isn't that sad? She's definitely mistreated. She can say she's not, but she's emotionally mistreated. And this is completely different than what I was going on. But that's that's why I stopped you. That's exactly why I stopped you. I would like to know what is the status of her relationship with that father. father. The Do they have the same father? Because it's no way. It's no way. <laughs> like, she, like, really sounds like she hates her eight-year-old. And it's more to that. There's more to Yo, that. You know, when I read child. that, I was heartbroken. 
That child's going to I was so absolutely heartbroken because that baby probably picks up on every bit of her energy and that is that, that has to be bad. devastating. That, that has to have a bad. Yo, and I agree with everybody that just used the word therapy because that baby needs therapy too. Like she already needs therapy. It's like the hyper like let me let me explain something for you, okay? My oldest child, same way. She's very hypersensitive. She's kind of depressed. Like she, she's a very, she's like a melancholy kind of soul. Very artsy, very moody. She has her stuff. And there are times when we bump heads. But that's my baby. That's my baby. It's like even when she talks shit about me. Because I know she talks shit about me. She, she gets crazy. Crazy as hell. And she's an adult. I so, just, the yeah. whole... It'd be all that. Like, sis, what you trying to do today? Like, what is we what is we really talking about? Because I'm not a very like I'm not hood at all. Like I'm not. Like Yeah, you a sucker. You kiss my ass. All right. It's okay. Because I know people try to attribute the black woman to the hood stuff and and sometimes that gets the loudest microphone out here in these streets. But it'd be a whole sis, it's whatever sometimes with both of them really, especially my youngest. My youngest talk powerful trash. But the oldest is I definitely like, like the de- the oldest is definitely like, you know, I've been put to the test quite a bit, but there is no way in hell that I would speak on my child in this way. Uh, eight-year-old? That's legitimate. And because it's an eight-year-old, that's legitimate. She has issues with that child's father. I don't think she fully, I don't know if she was like, um, uh, what's the word? Um, Anonymous, because I don't see a name on here. Well, the Little Mermaid is her name on. This is this was on Reddit, but she she don't like her father. That's what it seems like. But I didn't want to judge it immediately because it's like maybe she just genuinely feels that way. Regardless, if she genuinely like is honest about this, she's gonna freaking damage. Like she's damaged actively damaging her kid. Like, I can tell by the way she's talking that she's actively damaging her child. And And I just, I mean, it's heartbreaking. She's going to cause cause the rift between the two children. Yeah, absolutely. Because the eight-year-old is probably going to start mistreating the five-year-old. If she isn't already doing that. That's sad. That's really sad. Like, I definitely feel like there are a lot of situations like this and unfortunately a lot of people irresponsibly procreate because they don't give a shit about these details. They have to, they have to learn the hard way about these details. And, and, and that's, I mean, I don't know. I just, I wanted to point out the story because I thought it was interesting. That's terrible. It's very terrible. That's terrible. It's very terrible. You experienced this, but oh my goodness, I'm so sorry to hear that because that really is heartbreaking. It's just like it's something that I definitely think people deal with it um, probably more than gets talked about or whatever. I'm Especially sorry. for those that like get adopted just so somebody can collect this the is, check for This them. is going to sound bad. Please forgive me in advance. These are the views of Marcus and Mr. Victory or nothing. These are not go. the views of La Doodlebug or that of the world sucks. Mm-hmm. I am a believer in instances like this, rape, 
shit, I even think you need salary requirements, like, to have children. I know it, adoption is bad, and we can't tell women what to do with their bodies or whatever, but, like, this is why it's good sometimes, because it's like, we bring children into these fucked up situations. We do it. And we fuck them up. And then they have to go through a life, a life of fucked upness. And then they have to do the work to dig their self out of it. Because then society says, yeah, when you were a kid, it's not your fault, but you're an adult and you need to fix that. But why was that person ever brought into a situation? Why does a 13 year old girl, why is a 13 year old girl allowed to have a, a child when a 13-year-old boy and girl allowed to have child when they don't have money to pay. And then now you brought a baby and we're living in like Section 8 housing or we, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is why it's, I know, ladies, don't tell a woman what to do with her body. I get that. But there are instances why that is an acceptable option. Why bring a child into this fucked up situation? I definitely feel like there's a lot of people who just live oh, in the moment. Uh, Jazz, I believe in, before you go, I believe that there's we should have salary requirements to have children. Again, like, we should be able, you don't have to be rich, but we should be able to take care of these people that we are bringing into this world. So, yes, I'm starting to become a believer in, we should have salary requirement. Like we should be able to take care of these children. Yeah, I don't like. I I don't know about that because when it comes to money and the whole like it's and I I understand what you're saying. The part that I'm not is like because you're talking about ethics at this point. Yes, like, it's it's definitely. Nobody should be policing people. No. But at the same time, you would have a community of folks that understand what you're saying if we weren't so broken and deliberately broken, which you have the blind leading the blind generation after generation in a lot of ways. Now, there are some black, there are families, black people, different, whoever, that teach their offsprings all of these things to help with the, to prevent those types of things from happening. But you also have people like I know people who literally welcome new baby after new baby, after new baby in the family. And it's just kind of like, are y'all really thinking about the fact that y'all got paid for these little nicklets? Y'all not, so ain't nobody gonna, y'all just gonna keep, y'all just gonna keep on kicking them out, huh? The whole little baby factory, huh? And I definitely have felt that way in certain, you know, instances because it's like, these are human beings that have to be accounted for. But I definitely don't believe that there should be a salary requirement for it because there are people who could be great parents that, you know, like the money part doesn't replace what a child actually needs. Now, of course, you should be able to provide for your kid. But a kid's going to remember what you did in their life, not what you spent on them. So, so, and, and, and I don't want people to get loose with the salary requirement because it's like, yo, you want to be able to buy them nice things over there. I tell people all the time, I had my first pair of drawers until I got to college when I was old enough to make my own money and do that stuff. My mother didn't do that stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was definitely a pay less kid. 
Like the first pair of name brand shoes I got was some Asics, and that was in Not name brand. No, it 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 is a name brand, not Ish. a core. I don't think. Yes, but it wasn't it wasn't a Payless thing. But what I'm saying is, so it ain't about having the nice things, but you should be able to. And what really makes me think about it is when you have a driver, you listen to the radio. There's this hunger commercial that I always seem to hear, and it makes me sad every time I hear it. They're talking about stop hunger. There was like, people are fighting hunger, and we don't know it. And they say, like the kid, they say they have all these scenarios. They say the kid who uh, hopes he gets invited over for a sleepover so he doesn't, uh, just so he can get a meal. They use the the 15-year-old girl in high school who always takes walks during lunch so that the rest of the people doesn't see that she doesn't have food to eat. And then they talk about there's an older gentleman. There's an older gentleman who was like, yo, I had to decide on my medicine or buying food or whatever. And, Mm -hmm. of course, I need to live. So I bought. So you're saying all of this. I'm saying it. So from that standpoint, like, you have to be able to meet. When I say a salary requirement, I'm not saying like be a six figure person. Like I'm saying you have to have, be able to provide the minimum that someone needs to sustain life. I mean, the the problem with what you're saying is basically because anybody like from a biological standpoint, which is why I, I can't stand people who try to always put morality into like, sexual like just the the whole act of having sex or the abstinence conversation people are going to get horny just like they have to take a crap just like they have to pee just like you go to sleep this is a biological this is the way our creator created us we are reproductive beings and to reproduce you get horny that is a fact that is not a kind of sort of you can you you can't more you can't moral morality somebody out of getting horny you can't i don't care who you are and what you what you with church (laughs) so but what i'm saying is is when it comes to procreation this is the type of thing that needs to be taught in a household where people understand the consequences where people are getting a direct um understanding of consequence of actual this like you don't want to do this you don't want to make these you don't want to make these choices because this could potentially happen on the other side and you have family life education and school and all this other blah blah such and such but we live in a very hypersexual world now so i don't know if that type of thing is actually realistic to really getting people you know what i mean because i know it's like i'm stepping more into the having sex and getting pregnant thing but at the same time it's like yo like I don't, I really don't know how you can stop something like that from happening. I don't know how you can actually prevent a pregnancy by saying, okay, well, you should make a certain amount of money before you decide to pop out kids. Sometimes people are going to be promiscuous. They're going to be, it's it's going to be a whole lot of clappage of the cheek. So regions, I think people are, and people, people are going to get pregnant. I think people are getting uh, laws with the income thing. So let me let me definitely say where the income thing comes into play teenage pregnancy no teenager has money to take care of children so guess what 
Here we go. But stop getting lost with the salary requirements and stuff, people. Because I get what teenagers, you're saying. Teenagers like, are going to have things. their parents raise the baby or depending on how mature a teenager is, they might nope. actually hold it down, try to get a job, try to, try to, but not allowing some, it. Some actual not, adult is supporting the situation. And then a lot of the times, especially the ones that pop out multiple kids when they're young, you have parents that enable the behavior. They're yes. watching these kids that are being popped out. So yes, there's no real consequence to slow it. down the person that continues to have these children. And that's what happens in a lot of instances or whatever. But I mean, Going back to the whole situation, it's a very unfortunate one, and I feel terrible for that eight-year-old little girl because nobody should have to live with a person that is looking at them in such a way at eight years old. That's ridiculous. It's like you literally have the power to mold this human being and really get to the bottom of whatever they're troubled by or whatever. I didn't hear anything about I care about what's going on in this baby's head. Not one thing. She does. She don't. And she is, that's she scary that enough in and of itself. It's crazy to me. Huh? She hates that child's father. That's all it is. I mean, I definitely don't want to judge her, but I definitely think that's probably what it is. Like, yeah. I do. Now, time-wise, I want us to hop on this whole uh, conversation with, um, basically, y'all, Mr. Victory tagged me um, last week Yo, you are on so- uh, nah damn that you tagged me so own it okay he tagged me on a comedian named Ryan Davis I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Ryan Davis um, but he is a comedian and he definitely speaks his mind one thing I really appreciate about Ryan Davis and I'm just going to say this is that he seems to have a very balanced and fair perspective of situations I don't hear a lot of bias when it comes to Ryan Davis, he comes now. He is a person just like you said. Kevin Samuels comes for both, and now I'm starting to actually like. I, I I've seen I've seen certain things where I'm like, okay, he does. But this is the thing, Ryan Davis. I love the fact that he's able to logically call out certain things and not base his personal experiences and past. And that's what you do when you heal. You're able to actually look at a situation objectively. And not just through the lens of your damage, because people do it all the time. They look at stuff through the lens of whatever hurt, whatever crap they've been through in the past. And they're not able to actually look at a situation with a clear set of eyes when it comes to what's going on. So Ryan Davis basically said that he has tuned into Kevin Samuels and he understands that Kevin Samuels has kicked out some very necessary things to women about being accountable. And there are things that he has wholeheartedly agreed on and that um, that Kevin Samuels does have more of a balanced perspective than a lot of women think. Hold on now, before y'all, before y'all, <laughs> before y'all be like, no, nah, I damn that. Okay. But what he also said in the video was that he didn't realize that Kevin Samuels has empowered a group of men within the the male species group that he referred to as beta males and has empowered them to basically call Kevin Samuels their daddy because 
of the 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 times that he has ragged on women and he has gotten disrespectful of women he's basically ignited a fire in these recessive men who do recessive really hurt hurt I'm damaged things and has empowered these men to get on their soapboxes and basically act like this man is their lord and savior when it comes to relationships and when he said that I was like, thank you. Thank you. Finally, a perspective of somebody that understands that even though this man might make a few points, there is, and I literally know people, like actual people that I can say to myself, like, you are such a damaged person that looks at this man and somehow he makes your, he makes your, your, your penis hard because he's coming for women and saying these things and, and basic, and, and, I feel like that's the problem. People don't understand that there can be multiple factors going on in a situation when people have got like women aren't just like, I definitely think that there's plenty of women out here that's not going to listen when it comes to like being told certain things and that exchange. But there are plenty of women who are willing to have a healthy conversation about our differences. Plenty. But when it comes to a person that it's like his microphone got amplified, got louder based off of the fuck shit he was saying to women. And who was he empowering in that moment? He was seemingly empowering a lot of men that were hurt. A lot of men that have hangups about the women that have disappointed them or or hurt them. They walk around like somebody peed in their cornflakes all freaking day. I literally had a conversation with the person that I respect him wholeheartedly. God, I respect this person. But I told him, I was like, yo, every time I talk to you, you got something negative to say about women. Go to therapy, man. Get that hate out your heart. Go through whatever hurt you need to go through so you can come out on the other side with a clear mindset. Because whatever you're going through right now is literally based on what you were hurt by. And you going to bleed on all these people that didn't cut you. And that's how I feel. It's like, yo, be able to look at a situation objectively. Be able to look at a situation with a clear pair of eyes. Every woman ain't out here not being able to be accountable for some shit. What about the women that's sitting up there and took the blame for everything that happened in their relationship? What you about know, those women? What about women know, who were abused? What about those women? Like, okay, there are people in you. different I'm groups all now. over the place. No, you ain't got to stop me. Listen I'm to what I'm saying, you man. Because you missed, you missed what I tagged you in for. You, you saw that as a chance no. to... I'm not being an opportunist. I heard exactly yeah, no, what he said. That's exactly what you're doing. You I'm not. You're literally still the freaking video was called he he um empowers beta males. That's no, what the video no. was called. He is not doing it. They are taking what he says and doing that himself. He well, literally it ain't said, about blaming Kevin Samuels for how he, somebody takes his content. He literally yeah, I was blame saying, a little bit though. There wasn't this when he killed men for years. There wasn't any of this when he only killed men for years. You missed that whole part. He was doing this 
for years to men. And you just completely missed all that. I literally, no, no, you missed what I said. I literally prefaced this whole point I was making with the fact that I could see that there is more of a balanced perspective and he comes from, but I said that. But you what I that. also said is the and point that really that. resonated with me. And that's what I'm telling you. The point that really resonated with me was the fact that a man, a man that has been married for X amount of time, I don't know how long um, Ryan Davis has been married, didn't realize that he was empowering a whole other group of raggedy ass niggas <laughs> that don't take accountability for a goddamn thing. I love it. <laughs> to be to be even worse shit stained humans towards women and that is a thing and just because you don't want to talk about that doesn't mean that ain't what the hell he said because that's exactly what he said but it's not it's still used as a it's still used as an opportunity to shoot at a man think about that it's the truth is, okay you, you just being emotional about it because you feel like somebody coming down on men. It's not about that. It's not about that. Like I love y'all. I like love black like men. I love y'all. But at the same time, men. sir, at the same, no, at the same time, at the same time, all of the abuse, all of that language, different things that have empowered and, and get, get, given a man an erection for the way that he has come at certain people is not cool. And his and we have both agreed on the fact that his delivery could be better. And I feel like Ryan Davis was pointing out the group of individuals that is like, hold on, y'all, y'all need to y'all need to chill on how y'all are like actually like feeling so empowered by this man disrespecting women in certain instances. Because that's not cool. And it's okay to point that out while also simultaneously saying he has made points. Keyword, beta a beta male was not a compliment. By the way, beta male is absolutely not a compliment. Yeah. So Ryan is telling you that this man has also shitted on you beta males, and yet at the same time, y'all still think y'all can shit on women. It's not. You, about, I don't even real. I don't even him. think he was. Te- he wasn't. Spe- Ryan Davis wasn't even speaking directly to the beta males. He was I, speaking I, to I, people about the beta males. I'm just saying. I'm. I. I heard him. And and like I, I said, I forget the opportunistic thing. He said what he said. I'm I not. Just, there's no opportunity in me actually requoting what he said, and he made a truthful I statement, and that was it, something that I appreciated. Again. I just tagged you on that once again to show you once again that he is not one-sided. What have I always said? I said he is fair with how his his talks. I'll give you that. I'll give you the fact. You I, just I will give take you. It. I will, no, like, no, oh, no, no, no. Ain't no. I just take shit. nothing. That man has been offensive plenty of times to piss off enough women. And damn that. Keyword. Keyword. Look what you just said. Damn that. It has been offensive to plenty of women. Meanwhile, I continue to show you and tell you that he is just as offensive to just as many men. You always negate that part. Like you I said, because you this, only but, care but this is the thing. This is no, no. I'm gonna tell you what I care about. You don't. Oh, nah. What I care no, about is black unity. 
That's what I care about. I care about the people that are building their platforms actually they contributing to a growing problem. If you're talking about relationships, if you're talking about relationships and you're talking about like love and black love, then I would think that your goal would be to actually mend some of those problems and let him tell it. He'll probably say, well, I am. I'm calling it out. People need to hear the truth and people don't like the truth. And people would say it, but you know what? Like You're not going to hear his his effort towards that when women are being bashed and put down. It's like some of these women he's probably talking to probably barely have any male input, which is probably why they're not is is well versed on how to uh, coexist with a man. So I'm just saying, it's like if you really trying to help, like first of all, his approach would be way different if he was honestly trying to help. Because you could, I could see a person where it's like you using your platform to try to be a help, and somebody using their platform trying to go viral. Like, tell the, tell the. <laughs> and, and I know it's your peoples and everything, but it's like, not I my said, people. there's there's I, there's a lot of people out here who he's rubbed the wrong way, and he ain't rub them the wrong way just because everybody crazy. To look, <laughs> tell the people what you got going on. This, what you got going on? Mm-hmm. 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 Mo hates Mo hates men, y'all. I just want y'all to know. That. First of all, that's a bald face damn lie. She likes, she loves black unity, but hates black men. I don't get it. You can't. You can't. No, be, don't listen to Mister Victory or nothing be, because he can kiss my entire ass. Unity. How the hell? How the hell? My disdain for Kevin Samuels coming for black women the way I've seen him come for black women equate to me hating on black or hating black men. As much abuse as I've taken from a black man, and I still want a black man. You can kiss my entire ass. You still talking about Kevin Samuels? My entire ass. No, dark and lovely. He got me all the way effed up out here. Okay, because I've taken entirely too much guff from all of you to be, and I still, and I still. I still pour love into y'all. Let's go. <laughs> Do not start with me on this good Monday. Come on, man. Let's go. <laughs> Tell the people what you got. You got on my freaking nerves, man. No, you, 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 you do a moment of victory since you want to talk love, all that yik yak. I love, I love black people. I just want y'all to know that. And for those who don't know who we're talking about, I tagged on the post where Ryan Davis was pretty much saying that the things that Kevin Samuels was saying had empowered men to shit on women. However, he was also wondering where was that zeal to shit on other men when he was shitting on other men. So he's basically saying, y'all have taken this opportunity as another chance to shit on black women. This is why black women say that nobody loves them and cares for them. Even though this man has years of shitting on black men, but so it's not about Kevin. Okay, he's Samuels. shitting on everybody. Great. It's not about Kevin Samuels. It's about the things he said. You know what it is? It's the Trump effect. It's the Trump effect. We have seen an empowerment from the quote-unquote Trump supporters. That's what this is. This isn't. Well, Trump is a piece of shit too. But you know, so okay, I can I can see the equation, but. You, you we, can't over be, there? we can't we can't be for black unity and yet we're always shitting on one side. That's what I mean when I say you don't like men. But you who, can't you can't be I don't always shit on I don't like Kevin Samuels. That has nothing to do with me shitting on black men. He does not represent black men. You can't at all. Make it about this does not represent black men. 
at all. Mm. And no, Slim, I don't like Kevin Samuels very much. Like, do I think that he has a balanced perspective now that I've heard him? Yes. But do I think he's tactless and kind of, I think he's tacky when it comes to how he talks to people. And I think he chooses people that he knows he can talk a certain way to. And even the woman that tried to get on there because she felt that she was more of a respectable woman and she was like coming for him about that one girl that 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 high high what is, what high value man conversation. She was coming for him. Like she was a little bit more attractive than the lady he, he came for, but she really had no argument. She was just very emotional. And it just kind of made him even more like seem like he was being the more logical person in the equation when they had that conversation. I don't think that Kevin Samuel has never made a point. I think he has made a couple of points, but I do think that his delivery and he had, he lacks respect and I don't like it. I don't like the way he talks to people. I don't like this. I don't like anybody that's condescending. I got you. I don't like people that are condescending because I feel like, Basically, you asking to get slapped if I didn't, if I ain't have home training. That's basic, especially nowadays. It's kind of like I, you know, like as a person who's dealt with that in the workplace before, I've dealt with that with so-called friends before. Like, I have nothing for those type of people. Like, condescending people can get punched in the face as far as I'm like, I really. You good? I'm fine. There you go. Okay. But don't, don't, don't that that whole like black men thing. You gonna chill? I don't. I didn't dealt with it entirely too much. Come on. No. You, today's moment of victory. We, we gonna say that by. on the record just so you know. Today's moment of victory is brought to you by Mr. Victory. Nothing. These are not the views of La Doodle Bug or the world sucks, but those of that Mr. One, Mr. Victory. You might need to just pre-record that because you just seem like you be like fluffing that like every single time you say it. It'd be yes. a whole little tongue-tied situation. Today's moment. The place you are used to is not the place that you belong in. Just because you are used to being in a certain situation, a certain environment or whatever, that's not what you are destined to be in. You have to learn to step out of your box, people. Your greatness, even if you're doing comfortably, your greatness is not in your comfortability. Just because you are used to a certain thing does not mean that's what you're supposed to be in. Step out of your box. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, what I have is basically that I would encourage everyone to make sure when you're taking in information that you're trying to be as non-biased as possible. There are a lot of labels out here. There are a lot of groups out here. And just because you see a label does not, should not mean that you automatically just size up a situation. I don't know how clear this is. I'm making this, but it's like, I definitely feel like try to use your brain and try to critically think as much as you possibly can. We are moving into a world where everything is automated and people don't have to think anymore. People don't have to remember their phone number. They don't have to remember where, uh, you know, where address is like, and it's not to say, cause th- those conveniences are good and w- we are grateful for those. Right. But also remember that you have a brain and, and 
your brain is capable of a lot of things that you don't need if computers I for. I only had a brain. And these computers are run by people who may also have agendas. So all I'm saying is that when you're taking in information, try to use your brain as much as possible. Try to critically think as much as possible. Try to actually be more inquisitive and actually look at details as much as you humanly possibly can. Use your brain because your brain is capable of a lot of things. And a lot of the time, the average person uses about 10%. I think it's 10% of their brain. Your brain has a lot of capability. So just make sure you're giving your brain a fighting chance to, you know, for you to have as best perspective as you possibly can. Okay? Ladies, before I go, ladies, be on the lookout. Ladies and gentlemen, actually. Be on the lookout. This Wednesday, I will be hosting a virtual discussion with all women. This is strictly all women. We will be hosting a virtual discussion. It is titled, what is it? What a girl wants. I think it's going to be what a girl wants. Fellas, we're going to get our chance because in two weeks, we're going to have an all-men panel. It's going, what do you just want from, no, nah, it's not going to be that. I'm working on the man title. But yes, fellas. Go to my IG. Fellas, go to my IG. I have a poll up. I want you to answer the question for me because it's one, it's it's going to come up in my discussion with the ladies Wednesday. Ladies, do not answer the poll. Also, fellas, there is a question after the poll that says, What would you like me to ask the ladies? We are going to have un Bias dialogue over the next two weeks without an interruption from the other side. So this week it will be all the women and in two weeks it's going to be all the men. No interruptions from the other side. So ladies, your questions and your polls will come up in two weeks for that discussion. But go to my story, Mr. Victory or nothing if you don't follow me. Go to my story, Answer the poll. Answer the question for me. Ladies, we're going to have a good discussion on Wednesday. I swear we are. All right, y'all. I want y'all to visit my link tree in case you are interested in any of these goalie products. This goalie one is on my for sexual and um, wellness and sleep function ashwagandha. Um, you also have apple cider vinegar gummies, which is very good for digestion. It's good to add to your vitamin and mineral arsenal and then we have superfruits which helps with skin and beauty nails all that good stuff or whatever there's more information on goalie.com please visit my link tree for a discount on goalie vitamins um follow us at mr victory la doodle bug and the world sucks comedy i appreciate anybody that stopped by even if it's only for a moment we really appreciate the support and we also have a cash app the world sucks comedy Please donate if you appreciate the show Ooh, and you would like for us. We are, we are still growing, even though it's been a very slow process. Anyway, so I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Until next time, um, good luck on your uh, discussion and such um, coming up on Wednesday. Love y'all. Appreciate it. Y'all take care. All right? Oh, you should do it. Huh? You should do it, too. I should do what? You should participate. What you doing Wednesday? I'll, tell me what time it is and then I'll try to uh, be on there. 7, 7, 30. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll make Yeah, give me the details. Give me the details. All right.